Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The real expectation is, are we going there to compete and really go far? Or would we be satisfied with just a Uruguay victory and then whatever happens after that, we're cool. So for me, I just think we have to, so that Ghanaians will know going for it because we, we are no longer small boys. It's not 2006 that we're going to have fun anymore. Now we are, we've gone past the Nigeria celebration. We have to really set clear targets. What would be a disappointment and what would be a great achievement for us? Personally, I think we've reached the quarterfinals before. We have to aim to do better. The World Cups don't come around quickly or often. We saw that in 2018 when we missed out. And so we don't know when we'll come again. So if we're here, let's put our best foot forward, try and win the group, get a favorable draw in the round of 16. And then from the quarterfinal stage, you can move on. I mean, but we have a blessing in disguise, isn't it? Because we're also going to be playing the qualifiers for the Africa Cup of Nations. That will give us some game time with the boys. A- extremely good game time because that's a competitive environment and it's not just friendly games. You get to play fellow uh, African countries who are trying to reach the Africa Cup of Nations as well. But I, I want to see more intelligence deprived in our preparations we can, you know, hit up intelligence units who can come up with algorithms and give us a sample of teams who play very similar to Portugal. Uh, you know, you can use different variables in terms of playing style, uh, expected goals accumulated, how they approach games. And I'm sure with some bit of machine learning, you should be able to list teams that play very close to how Portugal do, mm. how close, uh, you know, uh, you have the likes of... Uh, um, I just, I just blanked. Who, who else is in, our, is in our group? Uruguay and then South Korea. And so you would have all of this on paper. And then you can really test yourself against these teams and know where you really stand. The last time we went to the World Cup, Sunny Dara was with the GFA. Um, and he was a spokesperson. He traveled with the team. Sunny, what did it take? When you, so go back to 2010, uh, the year before, when you, you got the draw and you knew you were going to come up against these teams in the group. What did the FA you were part of, the Christian Yantuchi FA you were part of, what, was, what did you do? Trace your steps. Because we want to learn from that. Because that was a, the, the most success we've had at the World Cup. What did you do? Uh, please unmute for me, Sunny. Uh, you're muted. Is yes. that okay? Am I on? I can hear you now, yes. Okay. Um... The, the, the process actually starts with what Henry spoke about, and that is um, selection of your training base. And the training base is not the place where the team will stay, but the team will um, be based at a place where they will be having their daily training sessions and will fly to venues for, for the matches. But in the case of Qatar, it's such a small country, having been there and having been part of their preparations for the World Cup for Qatar. I've been part of their strategic team for quite some time now. It's a very, very small country. Um, I would say Accra is even bigger than Qatar. So uh, it will just take, you know, um, sometimes a boat ride or sometimes um, just a drive across the, the streets so you, you get to the next stadium and all. So it's, it's much easier and even clustered. I might even suspect that there, are, there might be countries that would say, okay, we well, might be based in uh, close places like Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and drive in and play our matches. Some of the cities in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and Co. are just maybe 45 minutes away from Doha. So these are some of the things you have to juggle your minds about. You have to look at your opponent, what type of football they play, and that will decide on which opponents you play in your friendly matches. So for instance, if you are playing somebody or a team like, um, let's say um, you are playing a team, for instance, the world champions, France, you would want to look at a team that plays in Europe similar to the French style. So you would have to start all of these um, preparations. And I was really, really happy when Oracle tried to bring in 
the use of AI analytics and algorithms in, in the way you run the, the game. I can assure you that Otto is far past the stage of um, world football where AI is driving a lot of the decisions they take. I've been very, very lucky to have seen him work at first hand. First when he was at Norgeland and a couple of my visits to, to Germany and seeing how he works. He's an expert in football analysis, but he'll tell you that there are people who are much more enlightened in this area than him. And you know, as technology is moving, a lot is changing. There are cameras that can analyze, like Oreku pointed out, that can analyze how your opponents play. And I'm sure that in these areas, we are very well covered. One key point that I want to say is that government must be committed to this project. Let's not take it as a football match. People are going to play football. You just go on the pitch and play. Let's be serious as the Europeans have been. If it is funding, I know that government have seen the benefits of qualifying for the World Cup. You can imagine that, um, you know, the E-Levy would have been a massive, a massive story the day after the the, the, the decision was, the votes were made in parliament to take it. But what happened? Football drowned E-Levy. That tells you the power of football. So government must take a different look at it. I was very, very happy when President Mame Kufado invited the Black Stars. The same approach, and he has shown very good faith. Let me praise the president, the president that He's done lots of good moves for the football industry. For instance, holding the breakfast to bring um, commercial entities in the country to support the black stars is a very good move. I think that he should, they should go, they should go forward and do more for the teams, help them get a lot of backroom staff. Um, when we played Portugal at the 2014 World Cup. Whilst we were content with, you know, a few boosting of our backroom staff, I can tell you as a matter of fact that they had one, listen to this carefully, they had one video analyst on each, on each Ghanaian player. Wow. So you can imagine the number. And they came with a plain load of officials, backroom people, people you don't necessarily see work to the World Cup. So it, it goes without saying that if they go into this level of preparation and you go into, you know, a shoestring budget preparation, it is only natural that they can beat you. They'll beat you to the nitty gritties of the game. This is what the North Africans used to do to us in the past. You play Morocco, and they'll say, oh, their field was slippery. You play Algeria in Clemson, and they'll beat you by a small margin through something very little, minutiae. These are some of the little things the European countries don't leave to chance. Let's not leave these things to chance. Let's prepare. This is a project. Allow the FA to lead the ministry, and the ministry must also lead it to government and keep everything calm. Let the noise in the media reduce. We did this thing before the game against Nigeria. It helped us a lot. I like the strategy that GFA used. But they will not go on a noisy tangent. When they were saying that, oh, we need to delay with our squad, all of these things are strategies. If you release your squad in time, you give your opponents the ample time to study your players. If you release your starting lineup um, away from the mandatory time, the mandatory time is that you release your starting lineup 90 minutes before kickoff, when the team arrives at the stadium for the match. When you give the starting lineup to your opponents, let's say in the morning of an afternoon of a match, you give them ample time to study your strategy, to plot it against you. All of these things are tactics we need to learn, we need to understand. And there are lots of, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, you know, um, happy. I'm very, not quite happy, very happy that we have a lot of experienced hands who have gone to the World Cup within the football fraternity in Ghana. There's Mr. Alex Asante, is a very, very experienced hand in tournament organization. I, I, 
I think I have to say this thing publicly. We've got Mr. Anthony Bafo, one of the biggest football organizers in the world. He's decided to come back home. I think that we must use his experience, his knowledge, his contacts to get things done. He helped us in trying to get Otto. He can help us in many, 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 many areas. Let's use some of these people. Let's use their experiences. Those that are, uh, those with existing experiences must be used. Those who are learning, yes, we need the new generation to also learn. They must also be embedded in it so that when um, the, the older generation are going away, we have the younger generation who are also taking over. It must not be static. Everything must change. Then we need to talk about our squad. It is important. If we need to have players switching nationalities, they should have started by now. Because the nationality switching process takes a little bit of time. It only starts when the committee, it is only done or heard when the committee sits. And the committee sits once in a while at FIFA. So we need to get these processes in time. Let's get all the documents. If it is Callum Hudson, Odoe, we want. Odoe, we want. If it is um, Tariq Lamte, we want. Uh, if it is Nketia, we want. And all the other dual nationals who've played for other countries that we want, we have to start working on them now. But within this one week, we must take a decision on Otoado and the people he worked with. We must take a decision on them. So we have the African Cup of Nations qualifiers coming. It can serve as our preparatory ground for the World Cup itself. Let's get things done now. Now. Let's start now. And you raise a few points I'll, 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 I'll go around with. Uh, two things. Um, one is about this is going to cost us money if we're going to do the investments that Sunny has said. And Sunny was there the last time he went to the World Cup. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I want to ask Sunny, I, I, I am sure you have had a look at the window that we have. I was saying it before. Um, from now till, till December, I don't know how the sports ministry is going to work on this. The Black Stars have qualified for the World Cup. The Black Princesses have. The Black Maidens will we, definitely do so. Um, we have the Commonwealth Games to come. We have yeah. the World Athletics Championship, as Amati and Co have started, you know, doing and running 9.90 and all of that. So someone like Azamati has already qualified. The sports, the, the sports calendar from now to the end of the year, the Afcon qualifiers as well. And there is the big World Cup, uh, you know, to, to also attend. Uh, how difficult has it been, you know, getting the fans that you need to play the friendlies that you have to play to be to be ready? And how much of a challenge will this one be, looking at the, the cluster of uh, programs we have? I think that um, the president of the country and the people of the country know what happened at the 2014 World Cup. And it was the fact that promises that were made to the squad were not kept. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. We wouldn't have had any problems at all if we had kept the promises at the time we made it to the players. We have these experiences. So let these things be our guiding principle, one. And two, let me make this point and very clearly that if we want to compete amongst the best in Africa, in all spheres of life, let's not take football as an entertainment ground or place for where vagabonds go to play. Let's take it as serious business. It has got many, many things. Look, the happiness that Ghanaians had on the day we beat, we defeated Nigeria to, we didn't defeat them. We got over them to qualify for the World Cup. The happiness that Ghanaians have, no amount of money can quantify this. This is what we get. The publicity Ghana is getting from our association with this World Cup. It's not something that our country can pay for it. Take countries like Nigeria, Qatar, and the rest, paying millions of dollars to companies like CNN to advertise their countries. We will get this opportunity free of charge if we invest in our team. We have to invest in sport. We look at people, we look at countries, and envy them. We look at countries like Morocco, and the rest, you say, well, why are they doing so well? Senegal, do you know how much money they are pumping in Ghana? I find it funny that um, when we spend $1 million on the national team to play qualifiers, people scream as if the world is coming to an end. To be honest, if we compare with our contemporaries or people who are within our remit, like Morocco, 
The government spent 60 million euros to build a sports facility to house the national teams. If you say this thing in Ghana, that you want to spend 60 million euros to build a world-class facility for the national teams, for our sports infrastructure in this country, I bet you the debate in this country will seem as if, you know, it's caving in. The things that football, sports will bring us, a lot of the things that we spend in this country, you know, you know, cannot buy. So it's important, it's in, it is imperative that the government understands that it's re, it has got a responsibility towards our national unity. And football has shown this thing. You see that the NDC and the NPP are united in the World Cup. But they are fighting every day in Parliament. We've not seen this before. That, you know, in football, in football, they come together. So we see that this can be one thing. So why don't you spend money in this area for national unity? So so, so I need to now test this a bit because I think it's a big, big, big question Gary asked. Um, and it, it's one of the things, in fact, before Nigeria, the people who say, is there a way we can beat Nigeria and still not go to the World Cup? Because some say we can't afford it. Let me, Kilsing, I think I started off with that on that question. You are a football fan. Give us a sense. As a football fan, um, can you put a price on this? Or you are okay if the government spends anything that anything they believe is possible just to get the world, the, the blacks are prepared um, to the World Cup? Would, would you say it's too costly? Or you don't mind how much they spend? Just as a football fan. Yeah, for me, from what Sunny Dara mentioned, football is a very serious business. And if you look at how clubs even put up their entire organization, if you see clubs buying players as, as high as 100 million euros and all. But that's, those are exactly. clubs. Yeah, those are clubs. Exactly. And so what I'm trying to say is that in the sense of nationalism in question, the football has a way of, you know, enforcing a certain cohesive force amongst Ghanaians. And these are things that money cannot buy. They, they, I mean, the intrinsic value of football is something that we cannot just sweep away. Football cannot, I mean, money cannot buy happiness. It's, it's, it's so clear. I mean, if you look at the enthusiasm and the abulience that it happened on Tuesday, people jubilating myself, I, I couldn't control my emotions. I mean, this is something that governments cannot guarantee for me. And football does it. And so if government has to go the extra mile of spending to keep the team moving, I mean, I mean, across all our sporting endeavors, I would be very much excited. Okay, so, so, so as a fan, money shouldn't be a hindrance? No, money shouldn't be a hindrance. Okay, but wait, if, if you look at, I mean, he did mention something of the 2014 debacle. Mm -hmm. We've had moments where we go into tournament and the next thing you hear is a big scandal. This person has spent money. You have to form a commission of inquiry and etc. And so, if we are if we are if we are making investment, we have to make sure that there is strict accountability processes mm -hmm. to how we spent. So, so, so your so point you're making as a fan is that, so far as they will account for it and be transparent, you don't mind what they spend. Uh, very the because because okay. it would appear that I can sit here and predict that after the World Cup. I mean, you'll come, we'll still come back to the table talking about who spent what. Probably you, you still find the 2014 situation of somebody spanking or slapping somebody because they, I mean, certain promises mm. were not fulfilled. Uh, of course, I do not want to um, say that we would wish for an experience where monies would be airlifted to Doha and etc. We don't want such experiences again. Mm. Uh, I've already heard the government has made efforts to make sure they raise about 25 million US dollars. Hmm. If they're able to raise that money in the shortest possible time... It hasn't gone too well. It hasn't gone too well. Okay, so they're raising it from where? Yeah, this, you know, the president invited corporate bodies. Yes. For the Black Stars? Yeah, for the Black Stars. Actually, actually for the campaign, the, the World Cup in Africa. Yeah. Okay. And all of that, yes. We, we, we need a bit of that because with the current situation, I don't know how much money... Yeah, um, I mean, so, so I mean, the, the Lali, same question. As a football fan, Ghanaian, do you mind how much this we spend on this? Sunny has told that this is going to cost. Wh where we are right now with the economy in challenge, uh, can we afford this or we should just spend? Yeah, we should spend because football gives you return. It's, it's Somebody like says, A. Someone said, A. Let me explain why we should spend. If there's any sure way of doing an investment, that mm. you get a return 
in it in any way. I think football is part of it because mm. football is like investing in a treasury bill. You know that the return is constant because if you go to the World Cup, once you have qualified, we know that immediately you are going to receive uh, 2.5 million for preparation. That's you know that will be coming when you qualify. There's a when you win the World Cup, there's a prize money for you. We are not winning the World Cup. Every, every stage. Group stage. Group stage. Ten million. Mm. Yes, I'm talking about uh, when I say that. Yeah. I'm talking about when there's a, a direct return that yeah. you know that will be coming. And another way, there's tourism. When Ghana qualified to the 2006 World Cup, yeah, other football, other football industry players will tell you that there were a lot of scouts that came to Ghana. The Ghanaian football industry grew and. A tripled after that so the the return of football investment is something that you know that is constant so if you have to put in 20 million you have to make any investment you know that in the next future the money will be coming and for us as, as a country we've not been conscious about our football investment that is why we are here discussing this there are countries that are germany england like they are used to these things it's normal for them when there's a time for them to invest in football because they know that they have to do it. But for us, because we are not doing it, it looks that's why we are here. So you're saying stars. that between now and December, government spend on the Black Stars? Yeah, like they should. They okay. should spend. George, one more thing. I'll come to you because I want to take one more fan's view because okay. I like this one. Yes. Quisi, hello, Quisi. Hello, Quisi. Quisi, if you're, if you're on, please unmute for me. I just want to hear your thoughts on that point. Okay. George, please go on. I'm here. Yes. Oh, I'm okay. He's on. He's on. Uh, as a football fan, as a Ghanaian, what do you say to that question? Um, can we afford this or should money be a hindrance? I think since uh, um, Debaco in 2014 in Brazil and failing to make it in 2018, I think are, now, issue, some, some way, somehow, we are with the Black Stars, I mean, is um, winning the love um, of Ghanaians back. So one thing I wouldn't want to see is that in this during these economic hardships, um, we go and inflate. I'm not saying we cannot use the money, but then we should not inflate the amounts that we will spend on the Black Stars. Because mind you, if we are not open enough, there may be some other countries who may be open enough to share with us how they did this. And since this is a global market, we will probably be purchasing or doing certain things equally as they do. Definitely, if the price is inflated, we'll know. If it's not inflated, we'll know. I'm not against using the pro using money to to do the proper things. Um, I mean, Ibrahim Sanidara mentioned a lot of things that the team may need right now, and especially with the fact that we have, you know, for want of better words, modern and well-equipped um, technical bench in Otto, Didi, George Watson, and then Chris Hilton, who would want to you know, do thorough um, assessment of the players they would call up, do a thorough assessment of, of the opposition who will meet in the group stages and probably after the group stages run of 16 or something. I'm sure they would want to do a lot of things for this Black Star team. Mind you, these two games against Nigeria has lifted the hopes of Ghanaians to the roof. I mean, I had, I had, it had been a very long time since I saw the whole of Ghana supporting the Blasters like we did against Nigeria, especially after the first leg in Kumasi. So we wouldn't want to lose that love back so soon. And in doing that, it's like a two-edged sword. We wouldn't want to anger Ghanaians by inflating the, the price or the money that will be given to the team. And at the same time, we wouldn't want to disappoint Ghanaians with our performance. So there should be a balance. And I think with that, we, we can be able to make it. We know that we can have a, a reasonable budget and still do well at the, at the World Cup okay. without having to... Um, that's interesting. I mean, George... Can I come in? Okay, go, hold on, hold on. Um, Maybe, Sunny, yeah, just a Sunny. second. Let me hear George. George, oh, what had Sunny to come in? Okay, sure okay, you're, hold on. Okay, yes, Sunny, 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 go. Yeah. Okay. Sunny, yes. Let me tell you something. Kwesi, um, I have your concerns quite clearly. And I must tell you that, you see, the trajectory, a lot of the things you hear from the Ghanaian media sometimes are over-exaggerated, sometimes done out of ignorance. Yeah. That is the truth. The, 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 a section of the media will tell you, oh, we are spending $10 million. It is too much. Do you know what other countries are spending to reach the standards that they are? Let's realize that, you see, football has become a global village. 
where our footballers have reached certain standards and they expect certain standards from the way we organize ourselves. For instance, you cannot travel today and travel with our black stars and put them in economy. It is not possible. You cannot take a player from Arsenal who is used to top-level organization and then you take him and say, because you want to save money, you put him in economy. Now, what does what that does to you is that by the time you get to your destination, if it's a 16-hour plane flight, by the time you get to your destination, you are tired. Your opponent, Morocco, that is ready to replicate what they see in Europe and replicate the same standards, the same backroom style, will get there, it's relaxed. The opponents you are facing, be it Portugal, be it South Korea, they are relaxed. By the time you get there, you might be even more talented than them, but they will use the tiny bits to beat you. Sometimes we have to be circumspect with what we hear from the media. I'll cite an example to you. Just six, seven weeks ago, I was on one of um, Evans's program. And I brought, I noted the idea that it would be prudent for us to consider Otoado, given his experiences. And people even discounted the fact that he was the assistant coach, coach at Norgeland before he went to Borussia Dortmund. They didn't even know his role at Dortmund. And people started saying, a lot of people on the media saying that, oh, where are your scouts? Where are you saying? Are you saying? They went condemning him completely destroying his reputation as if we are going to bring somebody who was not qualified to do the, the job. Let's be careful. Let's be measured in the way we do our things. If we want to be amongst the best, I'm not saying let's be profligate. Let's not be profligate. Let's be measured in the way we do our things. But let's not lower our standards to the point that it, it becomes um, um, prohibitive to our performances. And finally, I have one point. And this goes directly to the players. I beg them. I beg them. Playing for Ghana is an honor. A lot of the players that went there for the draw, the legends that went there for the draw, the players that are being healed today did not go to negotiate over bonuses or insist on. I'm not saying they should not fight for what is due them or they should not demand what is due them. But they should not make it a point as if you are negotiating, exacting some amount from the country. Paying for your national team is not your job. It's a service. Your job is at us now. It's at your club side. That is your job. When you are given the honor to play for Ghana, it's a service. And there are benefits and importance that comes with it. You play with your clubs in England, Spain, Germany, France, and everywhere. How many times do you get to meet the presidents of those countries? This week, the president of our country has made you the honor to meet the president on behalf of your people. This is where your family is. This is where your lineage is. Perhaps this is where you retire. And this is where perhaps you will die. Leave some good legacies for yourself. Don't let finance, money become the issue. And this thing leads to the media and destroys everything that, has, that is being rebuilt. The concept or the notion that players fight for money is what, you know, dissuades support for the team. Yeah. Behave like the Ghanaian. If you negotiate with your official, be measured. Reach an agreement and finish it. And then the final thing I have for officials is that we should make sure that once we reach an agreement with the players, let's sign contracts with them. I agree to take this amount of money. This is what I have agreed, and this will pay them. And I'll tell them something. We must do this thing before the final squad is named. And we must do it individually. We should not go, we should not do it in groups. If you accept this money, take it. If you don't accept it, say you will not play at the World Cup. Otherwise, we don't have peace of mind. This thing has affected many African teams. It's happened to Togo. It's happened to some teams in the past. It's happened to Ghana ourselves. We must not let these things dissuade them. And then to management, do your work well. Spend time, be diligent. 
in the way you, we choose our opponents, our training camps, the way we prepare for the tournament, even the way we deal with the media. The media will have to play their role. The media will have to play their role. This morning, I was raising something on the Sports Association, uh, Sports Writers Association platform. I knew something was happening in FIFA because one, today Davido was on the stage singing the World Cup tune. After it, there was the draw. JJ Okocha was there. Ghana has qualified for the World Cup. Why is it that not even one of our legends? Let's say, let's say that the Nigerian musicians are doing well. Whiskey, Davido, um, Bernard Boy. I like Thames very well. I think she's talented. <laughs> but if you take the musician aspect, maybe you should get one legend from, from Ghana. Ghanaians must know one thing. If we have our people in top-notch places, it helps. I'm suspecting that there are lots of Nigerians occupying powerful positions in football. When decisions are being made of who to select to come and conduct the draw, if you've got your person there, what would he do? He removed his own person. And these things, these little, little things go in there in reaching certain decisions and heights for our country. As Ghanaian media, we should not make it a point to destroy our team. Mm. And in see, and, 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 and Sandy, you've made so many good points. And this is, I allowed, I mean, I just wanted to listen because the last time we had the World Cup, it was a disaster in terms of scandal. And the lessons, we wonder, have we learnt it? And I think you've just summarized, Sonny, the lessons we should have learned from that large debacle. I think the thing he made, George, um, to you now, the point he made about signing a contract with a player before you finalize a squad is so important. Um, I, whether we've learned that lesson or not, we will learn about it in the next few months. You had a point you made earlier. Yeah, I was just talking about it. I think Sonny has mentioned one or two other things. But I was looking at why Ghanaians get worried about this money, money, money thing. It's one. One, they feel that there's, there's no proper accountability. Now, we have to approach that in a very intelligent way. You see, when Ghana qualified for the World Cup after drawing with Nigeria, I don't know how many people are asking me, so how much are they taking? You're right. How much that question that, yeah, you're right. The bonus, how much was the bonus? Nobody they, cares. We are too happy that we <laughs> finished Nigeria. It's true. And they're gone. Look, if you win the Africa Cup of Nations and you decide to give this whole country to the Black Stars, I don't think any Ghanaian is even going to talk about it. But when the performances are not making sense then Ghanaians want to go into the arena of accountability where they want to do the analysis i agree with sunny that sometimes the media reportage itself is exaggerated and and that goes in and you see when the win and the performances are not there the Ghanaians feel that more they feel the pain more so they don't want to hear things. There are people who didn't want to support the Black Stars again. Uh, people who said, I, I, I was not going to have anything to do with the Black Stars. This game against Nigeria, is it was a blessing in disguise. It really brought us together. The numbers that we saw at the Barbera Sports Stadium, like Sunny says, is a good place to start from. So we have to address this accountability thing there. So if it's, it's about the minister coming to read the budget before he goes, he does that. When they come back, they do this and Ghanaians are fine. But more importantly, if the team performs, that is it. Um, because I don't know how many shouts there were in 2010. When we almost made it to the about bonuses, about bonuses and how many, no. how much? Yeah, you but pay there were a lot of shouts. And you watch, there were a lot of shouts in 2014 because yes. the the kind of reports that were coming from I wasn't at the 2014 World Cup, but the kind of reports that were coming out. Someone slapped someone. Someone did this. The players were not willing to play. There was a picture of somebody kissing, you know, money, and all of these things made Ghanaians very angry. And and when all of those things come, so it's it's about a whole project of managing everything that's happening. You see, um, in some of the clubs, in some of the countries that we know, things happen, but it's the way they go about it in their communication machinery, which is also very very important. We have to understand that when this Black Stars becomes a top brand, even those of us in the media enjoy this. True. I had the privilege of hosting the BBC for over a week here and back in Nigeria. That privilege will not come if Ghana didn't make it to the final playoffs. So Absolutely. we have to, one, address our problems. But in addressing the problems, we don't have to destroy the brand. We have often tried to address the problem by destroying the brand. 
And then when we finish destroying the brand, we go back. I think I think uh, from here we have to go through it. So the Ghana Football Association must come clear with their communicate or communication to Ghanaians. It shouldn't look like there's something fishy, there's something there yeah. to give anybody yes, the chance. Media men will have to be very, very, very measured in the way they go about things. And plus, uh, and the politicians, I'm talking about the sports ministry and all the guys, would also have to make sure that every step they take is making sense to the ordinary Ghanaian. Carry, you know, carry us uh, along. Carry us along. Yeah. Because you see, I, I've met friends who told me in, the, in time past that, look, me, I don't want the black stars to, to, to go to work out. But when they go, they will chop our money. Yeah. Then I say, if, and I, I look at them, and I say, ah, but even if they don't go, the money will be chopped. And he says, ah, yes, what's it? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that money that you are complaining about, that money that you're complaining about, even if you don't go to, go, to, go for the World Cup, the problem, the problem, the problem is not solved. Yeah. So we just have to learn how to go about it. But anything that we do, either as a journalist, either as a Black Stars player, as a Black Stars coach, as a Ghana Football Association boss, as a sports minister, remember that there's an original brand we have to save after all the noise is done. Mm. If we destroy the brand, it's up to all of us. I mean, and, and, and that's the point, really. This is such an important point that the politicians should listen. Yes. yes, we've qualified. This is big deal for all of us. I checked out of the Black Stars. Bring back the love never worked until Nigeria. Yes. That was a saving grace. Yes. Don't mess it up. Yes. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Just don't mess this good thing up. And then somehow, God has brought us Uruguay too. I mean, people will be looking forward to that game. And I was talking about revenge. The BBC's story on yeah. this page yeah. comes with a caption, Revenge Time, yeah. <laughs> as Ghana paired with Uruguay. And they quote the FA president. They just spoke to him for a reaction. Oh, I see. <laughs> and he says, okay. Okay. quote, we b and this is the BBC, so on our website you should check it. It's a, yes. one of the, yeah, it's the main page right. there because it's a big deal. Quote, we believe that it will be revenge time. Ghana FA President Kekukri told the BBC spot. It continues. We thought we had clearly won that particular game, but for that save from Suarez, yeah. it is very interesting for us to pitch against them again, obviously with fond memories this time. It is important that we all set the record straight. So, point is this is a big deal for all of us yes. big deal politicians fa don't mess this up with money we are in an economic crisis we will we heard from all the football fans in the studio say so sometimes we like, don't Emma's, we don't care how Emma's, much you spend Emma's, yes and so far as you sometimes i also expect that the, that the footballers when i speak to them I say sometimes you guys do things look the footballers sometimes um do a lot of donations but i don't know why they don't want us to speak a lot about a donation Rick, you know it takes some, sometimes footballers have done donations they don't want to say it but i've told them that some of these single acts are able to affect Ghanaians. Mm. so they, they you just come up with, you just come back and say oh no this time we're not, for this particular this we're not taking any uh appearance fees and we're just, we just yeah. want to give it we're donating to this black stars thomas party picks a microphone and says that we're not taking this yeah. we're uh, uh, donating and, 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 and sunny makes that, that point yes i all mean of that will help everybody when you're called to the english the, the national team the england national team it's not about how much money they're paying no, no, no. you. It's a pride. It's just a pride. I mean, it's, it's just the fact that you're going to play yes. for, you're going to wear the three lions yes. Yes. and play. That's all there is to it. And Sunny makes the point. Your job is your club. Ghana is patriotism. It's just go and play. Yes. I mean, th there's so many things that we should learn from that 2014. If we haven't learned it, this would be a disaster. But we don't want that. Don't spoil it. Let's, let's, let me get your views on social media. Yes, um, I can imagine there's loads and loads of messages, um, loads, Let's go through that. Loads, and really, all of the things we're saying in the studio are resonating across the country. A lot of the messages coming through. This one is from Sepenu Nyatepe from Akachi. He says, revenge, revenge, revenge. The time has come for us to pay back Uruguay. If Ghana Black Star is able to win Uruguay, but fails to score other countries, cry, I'm okay. <laughs> That's Kingsford, uh, from Akachi. And this one says that I don't agree with Evans when he outrightly says we are not winning the World Cup. Who knew that Ghana and the 20 team was going to win the World Cup? Okay, he, I redraw. <laughs> we can win. I redraw. We don't have double hairs. So yes, we, we can win. <laughs> we definitely can win. And this one says I feel so uncomfortable with the way 
Sani is talking about money, money. Because the same money issue that caused our failure in Brazil. Every Ghanaian is aware of how some people milk the country in the name of black stars. They should be careful. Otohama Beka sends that one. Okay, and, and Norte says, I like what Sani is saying about patriotism and playing for the nation. However, the football administrators are the very same corporates uh, who damage and spoil and corrupt our boys. Whilst tagging the boys, uh, he should deal with the roots and not just the mm. fruits. Transparency and good governance is paramount. Christine Fony um, from Accra says, Evans, I don't mind any amount spent on the Black Stars for them to succeed in the World Cup. Granted, there are no leakages into the pockets of politicians and FA officials. As I say, politicians, mm. don't mess mm. this mm. good thing up. Mm. Do not mess this up. And so, uh, Sam Bannerman, a very good friend of the show, all the way in the USA, says, Black Stars of Ghana will do well in the World Cup um, if only the right players are selected and they play as a team. Also, not to underrate any country we meet. Uruguay did not stop Ghana from progressing to the next stage of the competition in 2010. Black Stars did. I don't understand what that means, though. <laughs> and um, 22nd World Cup in 2022. Wow. Let's hope for a good history for Africa. And this one says, good evening, um, Evans. History has a funny way of repeating itself. This shows God wasn't happy with what Suarez did. <laughs> this time, <laughs> this time it will be Aili. What does that mean? Anyway? I have no idea what Aili is. <laughs> and uh, this one from Seneca Auli at Community 16, Lashibi says, Ghana is going to make Africa proud. We are the shining star of Africa. We are not going for revenge, but going to Qatar, better, bigger, and greater. Black stars of Africa. The GFA must, however, put up a formidable convincing squad for the tournament and to make greater impact. And that's uh, what we have. This one says, good evening, everyone. We have qualified. So we have to prepare for any team that comes our way. Just prepare well and with a good selection, we're good to go. Mm. That is Dagadu. But we, all we, the way we already know the first uh, three teams we are playing. Mm. Um, uh, and by the way, you notice that it's uh, 7.40 and I'm still here because it's uh, George's time. Locker room. Locker room. Plus con- Ghana, 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 Ghana Connect. Connect. <laughs> you know, this mm. is a, a nice mashup. Um, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm delighted to be hosting Locker Room <laughs> on his behalf. Um, and so, yeah, we're co-presenting. I'm happy to be here, especially after what, two hours on television. On television, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take your, your post. Right. I'm going to get the H out too. You know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> act accordingly. Uh, act accordingly. Bring <laughs> <laughs> um, water. Uh, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll take more messages, but I want to zero in in the last 20 minutes, yeah. George yeah. And, and all of you, about something that Sunny says about mm. the playing body, the squad that we have. Sunny says if we want to get players who have dual nationality we should start now and we know there are some fantastic Ghanaians out there doing great things for other countries they haven't been some of them haven't been called up yet other playing in other junior levels uh, that we can target the world cup qualifying could be a fantastic attraction to some of them regardless of the fact that they haven't forget about they haven't sacrificed in the, in the qualifiers um, and Basani make that point let me take your thoughts on this um Kilsing and I, top of my head uh, Hudson Audrey is one of them, fantastic player for Chelsea. Um, I think Sunny also mentioned um, Lamte. Yes, I think he played for uh, Aston Villa. Is that something like that? No, 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 he's with Brighton. 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 Yeah, Brighton. Yeah. Um, great players. I mean, well, not great, but I mean, the, the fantastic players out there. Um, the squad that we have. Should we keep it? Inaki, 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 Inaki brothers. Mm. I, I think one has just, one just yeah. Yeah. updated updated his Twitter Twitter handle. Mm. Liked Ghana. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that question. Let, let's it. let's have that conversation. We did okay with Nigeria. We didn't beat them, but we qualified. So should we just keep that team and take them to the World Cup as a reward, or we should make changes? Which means people who qualified us will have to step aside and. Should we chase other players and fix the team and, and, and make it stronger? What would you say as a, as a football fan? I, no, I, let, me hear, let me hear from Kielsen. Okay. Yeah, for me, I, I genuinely think that, first of all, we've not been able to manage a strong bond between or amongst the players. I mean, some of them are newbies who were just called during the AFCON. And 
there are a lot of efforts to make sure that there is a built cohesion amongst them. And so bringing new squad or new players in there means that you have to find a new way to reconnect or reintegrate all of them into the team. But you see, quite frankly, there are, there are certain players for big, I mean, the big games. Mm-hmm. And so one might think that it is very, very um, unfair to drop somebody who sacrificed and played his his heart out for the qualifiers for somebody who probably because he's a big star comes in and plays the tournament and so monkey the chop exactly and if, if you if you remember it was samir Joe who kept throughout the yeah. qualifier state but then the current goalkeeper trainer olili yeah was the one who kept for the uh for the the world cup, yeah, the main world cup yeah. 20, i mean 2006 as well as happened before there there are certain tournaments that you need certain big names to stage such competitions it, it would not it would not be out of place to uh, consider the likes of Tariq Lamte, Mo, Mohamed Salisu, if he decides to come and play. Mm-hmm. Um, Hudson Odoi. I mean, of Chelsea and Inaki Williams and a host of them. They have been in greater competition or tighter competition with all of these players. Some of the teams will be playing in the course of the, uh, the World Cup and they have proven their competence enough on the field of play. And so, but if we are considering such options, we should be careful that the existing players do not feel, um, I wouldn't say bad, but do not feel unfairly I mean, sh- treated. Should, should we care? Yes, I mean, this should. is football. It's, no, it can we, be we, mean we, we should and ruthless. At, at the end of the day, you will need a certain cohesive force on the field of no, play. No, but if the player isn't there, isn't there, right? I mean, maybe I should ask a question. Would you change anything about the team? About the squad we, we use for the qualifier, the last game, will you change anything? But then, what will you change? So, how many, how many, how many players will be needed for the tournament? Twenty-three or twenty-seven? It, it, it depends. I think we're twenty-seven, twenty-four. I think you get 20, 20, 20, 20, 27. twenty-seven. 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 We cannot guarantee some will be injured along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what would happen along the way to some of the players. And so for me, it would it would still be bent on a coach's decision. A kind of strategy he wants to play. I, I know the coach. I'm asking you as a football yes, fan. I, I, again, I see. Yeah. I, I see. He's for what, the what, co- what, coach. What, what do you want? Do you, you do you want to keep as a football fan and as a guy? And you want to keep the squad, or you want to bring some people in to make it fresh Crazy. and exciting? That is what I'm saying. Because that, we still we still don't have a proper striker. And uh, understandably, but you cannot guarantee the full fitness of the players going into the tournament. Mm. Some players might, yes. I mean, be taken out of the competition because of injuries, because of some issues that may come up. That is why I'm saying that it would be ideal for me to keep the current squad okay. because you need a certain bond and telepathy amongst the players. I mean, Amati and Jiku are now building that kind of telepathy. You need of a defensive back, pair. Okay. I mean, playing in modern day defense is, is completely different from hmm. what we used to see in the in the past, the Buga Buga kind of play. You will not want to bring in somebody who probably doesn't understand the kind of system the coach wants to play. The goalkeeping department doesn't matter a lot. You should have a goalkeeper who must have a commanding, you know, lead in the post, should be able to communicate with the defenders effectively, should be able to direct the kind of um, 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 shield he wants to offer for the team, uh-huh, Exactly. And so, going into the tournament, if you realize that there is a better goalkeeper than Wallacott, I mean, it would be it would no, be considerably I, I, better. I see he's struggling. Maybe I should define <laughs> I should define this and, and it will help us be, okay. so that especially with orientation, national team is equal to the best twenty three players at the time. That's how the national team operates. But the national team is not, doesn't operate like a club. So the national team is supposed to take advantage of the best twenty three players or the best twenty four players within a certain time frame. So from now till when we when the Black Star squad is, is called up, it is up to every player to prove that I have to be in here, including those who will be given an opportunity to play in one friendly or here. Because you see, at the World Cup, you need backups. You, for, for every position, you probably need two. So that if this option fails, then you go to this option. I remember, and I say this, Ghana versus Uruguay, people have forgotten this, that when we played that game, Didier you had a card. Didier you were suspended. He did he was in that game. 
I think that the way the team was operating would have would have finished Uruguay even before uh, all these things will happen. We didn't need penalty shootout. So it's it's the first thing that the players have to understand. Okay, sometimes because of the situation, we 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 keep that principle of loyalty because some players have gone through some things and then they're experienced in the team. So if you give me this in team, England is suffering that with Maguire. Yeah, you see, that's, you see, if you give me this team, if you give me this team, I can look through and say perhaps they're about. Maybe 12 players or 13 players who, if don't get injured, will definitely be at the World Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say that. But then there are players who are also more or less floating. Yeah. And, and then the doors are opening for others who come in. The truth is that Ghana must present her best at the World Cup. And it's important that the players also understand. The only problem is that when the process is not fair, you see, when it's clear that this guy is doing better and and when i say better i want to put it in the right perspective when i say better i don't mean you are doing better at club level doing better at club level and doing better in the national team is different the 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 basis for deciding that you can go is one you are doing well with the national team because when you come to the national team how you gel with the national team how you connect with the coach how you understand but the but culture I disagree of the people with you. i mean the basis yes. should be how you are performing the club level no, i mean no no, no you, I'm, I'm saying this you see when you perform in the club level you are giving an opportunity in the national team okay so when but you, when come, you come to the national okay. team your performance will determine whether you make the world cup or you make the world cup okay. or whether you'll be dropped or you'll be dropped a clear example is uh, Cristiano Chuba. yes Cristiano some players don't do well some yeah. players don't do they, they will give you the basic performance that you need to bring in the national yeah. team when they get the national team they excel that's why it, that's why it's a tricky sometimes that the player is doing so well at club level but a certain coach does not really want to use the player like Puba. They, yeah, there are issues. I mean, so we saw the Deschamps. People wanted to beat the Deschamps. Yes, but when it goes, to yes. So, France, so it's, it, it is. Yeah. So the national team, right, right, right. It, it happens. So, so in the national team, the orientation is different, and you must, you must be able to flow in the national team. There are some players who can't flow in the national team because uh, uh, club football is different. So, so George, let me ask you the question that uh, Sunny yeah. raised: Should we be pursuing Hudson or doing others who are? dual nationals and are not settled yet whether to play for Ghana. Should we should should we aggressively do that? Once they're available, we should go in for them and let them come and compete and let's see. We have a lot of time. If they're making sense, if they're gelling, why not? We shouldn't we shouldn't stop it because anyone who is out there is also a Ghanaian. Even because the person is English Ghanaian or whatever Ghanaian is also Ghanaian. And also have the right to play if they are doing the right thing. So I think that we should keep our doors open. Don't let's get sentimental over this. And that we call this guy and that he said it. it's about what's going to happen on the pitch and about how the technical team is going. So basically, yeah. uh, that, that's that's what I've yeah. been looking out for. On, on the plan about of that squad. Yeah, I think I agree with George. I, I was, I, this is my honest opinion. If Suarez in his prime is willing to play for Ghana, go for him. The, what I mean is that any player who is ready to play for the Black Stars and is available, go for him. This is the World Cup. I was telling a colleague that if you are asked to present 24 players and you, you, you make way for five players who you know that they are in their prime but what's not part of the qualification process, nothing really small. So the most important thing is assembling your best and quality players. I watched an interview where Otuad was talking about Mohamed Salis who went when he spoke to him. And you could see that this is a, tech, a coach who understands the quality of an individual player and is ready to open space for him to play. Football, that, that's why we have Cristiano Ronaldo. If you're in the same thing with Cristiano Ronaldo and he does not train for two days and he comes in, he will start. Because he's Cristiano Ronaldo, football is like that. It's what you show. Football, someone is it's so working. Once the player is on the pitch and he has the ability to excel, this is the World Cup. You are going to play against the big opponents. I'm not saying if the player is not committed go and chase him. Mm. Not at all. But once they are available, if Tariq Lamte, even if the Inaki brothers are available to play for us, if Salisu now wants to play for us, go for him. Come and compete. If you have the best... Okay, so, so, so I guess I need to ask the question, who must initiate the process? Us first or the of all, it's the FA. And FA. If you look at okay. Walakot, Kofitre, Dennis Odoi, the FA made a move Push. to get them. And, and one of them is Dennis Odoi because the guy in his entire life has played in Belgium apart from Fulham. Yeah. So I was really surprised that the FA managed to get him, someone who do not feel Ghanaian, mm. to be able to come and play for the Blacks. And you're, you made a point that the player needs to be able to play for Ghana and, and perform. And for Dennis Odo, is a typical example. For someone who walked into our team, easily oriented with us, understood... Can, can I throw this in as, as, as a just an honorary observer? 
Isn't it because he's pl the player I mentioned, for example, um, Dennis Odoi, is he okay. called? He knows there's no way in hell he will play for Belgium and the national well, team. I, I, think, I mean, yeah. so so he will jump onto a black star, for example. If, but if you look at if you look at Hudson Odoi. Has he played at the junior level for England before? Possibly, yeah, yeah, yes. He so he's he's thinking to himself, okay. he, there's still a possibility that I might play for the three Lions. Okay. So why would he risk that and, and come and for. play for the Black Stars and then shut that door to England? Like, I, I mean, it, it, that is a calculation okay. that they may be, may be, all, may be having. First of all, Dennis, I've seen a lot of people make that argument that Dennis is old, Belgium will never call him. First of all, Dennis is 33 years old. There's no way he he does not need international football for anything. So when and also playing for the national team is not just like a club that you just walk in and go and play. You need to feel like Ghanaian. You need to feel for the national team. You need to associate yourself with them to accept to play. So that is it. The other players too, that is what it happens. For Kalen Hasunodwe, he knows the World Cup comes in four years. This is a World Cup, an opportunity for you to go with the black stars of Ghana. If then if Hansonodoy has an opportunity to play at the World Cup, perhaps twice in his entire life, because after this, the next World Cup will be in yeah. eight years. This is football. There's an opportunity that the, not see happen. There's an option that you might get injured, you might not be healthy when the next World Cup comes around. So this is uh, in football, you go for what is available to you and right in front of yeah. you. But if he uh, does that, he shuts the door to him. Yeah, no, yeah that, that, that's the that's, that's personal decision he has to take because, of yeah. course, uh, of yeah, the scale like, of preference, there's going to be opportunity costs cost on how you go about yeah. it. Obviously, Dennis Odoi could have come to play this game and we wouldn't have qualified. Qualified at all. Nigeria going yeah. and that's the, that's yeah, you close your yeah. Belgium door. Yeah. So the players have to decide. But sometimes the approach of the FA should be in a way that um, you don't you don't have to bend over backwards to bring a player. Mm. When you do that, you affect the ego, and the player thinks that he deserves the right to play. Yeah. Let's open the door for the players. You come in and compete. It's it's, it's the same. Mm. Callum has no door wants to come in. We've got a lot of wingers, haven't we? Got, yeah, got yeah. Pencil, we've got Vitaly Sahak, we've got players. Yeah. So you are coming into the pool. Not you're not coming in okay. as a king. So now that you raise, I mean, that's fine. Let's yeah. end with this. Which part of the of, of the field now do we need the most improvement? Um, George. We're lacking goals. I, I think. I so, think so that, the striking department. I think that one. We are lacking goals. Afenajan is fantastic, but we need a setting structure that makes him more comfortable, and we must get a team that can score more goals. Mm. The goals so, what, 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 so what should we change between now and when we play against? Uh, which team are we playing first? South Korea, right? Yes. Okay. What to go first? Okay. Yeah, so I think that we, we so we are looking at things. We're looking at perhaps wingers who can score goals. Yeah, we need midfielders. So you need Hudson Odoi. Midfielders who can <laughs> no, no, yes, score. <laughs> midfielders who can score goals. I think um, right back, left back positions yeah, are still sorted. open. It's, it, it looks sorted. No, not not not, not, not sorted. Yeah. It looks. It looks. But, but the, yeah. there's still there's still mm. there's still improvement yeah, in the area. I guess Nigeria in the, in the midfield. Half. Yes. No we issues. Would, like we, we could clearly tell that okay. with tennis going to, here yeah, and that. Yeah. Adjust so, that. So that's what I think. But I mean, our striking options, even if we wanted to change anything, we don't have options in the world. Group. Yeah, Do we so have any other somebody doing some fantastic <laughs> striking no, job for well, well, Ghana we somewhere? Well, we no. have. Uh, I, 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 so this is the best that we have, right? I, I, I'm okay. thinking that maybe in the most crucial moment, we can rely on Andrea you to pull okay. a surprise because he's more or less like the highest goal scoring. I mean, goal scorer among the current setup, mm. and he's proven it in the World Cup before. He scored quite okay. a number of goals. Now. So of course he's injured, yeah. so he'll come I, back I, in. I, th I would just say that we need quality players because the no, 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 I, I get that. You said that already, but I just wanted to ask the question, specific, just specifically which, yeah, which yes. area needs I, I, the most I, fixing. And my argument was coming to the fact that if you have good players, the modern football system is in a way that the coach can map up a strategy that anybody else comes in and can score. So if you have midfielders that have the ability, our game against Nigeria is Thomas who was in a better position who is intelligent and has that ability to strike from afar and got to the goal mm. so you can get a defender who is very good in the air there's a corner kick and he comes in and scores yeah, so cool. it's basically a matter of having good players whom the coach has the technical ability to work with because the coach has talked yeah, about I mean, Jordan but, and but I guess ability. the problem with a national team is it's not like a club where you can buy but yeah so if you don't have it you don't have it I mean if you don't have it you don't have it I mean what you have is yeah, what you work yeah, with yeah. with what we have what an addition like Hansino Doi, Tariq Lamte, Salisu, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, Schlop, Jeffrey Schlop, if he's available I mean, and Schlop, fit, Schlop, Schlop, he's played for us, so it's up to getting yeah, him. Yeah, he's not but I don't is available, Hansino Doi, uh, Tariq Lamte, okay, these are Salisu, yeah. as, these are.
player stats, we've got them but in very, our, very in our interesting team. indeed. Let, let, me, let me give the final uh, 60 seconds to Sunny. Uh, Sunny, if you are so, we'll be wrap it up for me in terms of you brought up the squad. What, 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 what needs? Um, okay, I think we lost Sunny there, oh. but, uh, but that's but that's it. I mean, Gary, I think that that wraps it up. So, Ghana is coming up against um, Uruguay, Portugal, and uh, South Korea. South Korea, yes. And as the FA uh, president had just told BBC, it is a mission for revenge. And he says to the BBC, uh, quote, um, we believe that it will be a revenge time. <laughs> George, <laughs> wraps your show up. That's it for us. So big thank you to every one of you for joining us. A big thank you to Evans for sitting in and doing the locker room. Yeah, it was good. So we meet next week as always be good. since 1890. At Allianz Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, 